Listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Noise Canceling Pod. This is episode 40. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. We are very happy to have you back after, a, you know, uh, an intermediate absence, I would, I would call it. <laughs> How would you classify it? I don't know. How many, was it a couple of months or a few months? Uh, it would be more than that. I think uh, I think it's been a little over six months since we, oh. we last last posted an episode. Okay. So it's uh, it's an extended it's uh, a leave of absence amount of time. Yeah. But the topic for tonight is uh, kind of wide ranging. But but one of the things I did want to cover is just talking about time management and uh, you know what we've been doing with our time. Do you want to kind of kick things off, say what's been going on, and then uh, we can we can jump into some of the projects you have going on on your side? Sure. Okay. So the first kind of project I have is this Air Force Contracting Forum. So how it came about, there's, well, currently in the Air Force Contracting community, we use Facebook for collaboration and discussion that's probably the it's an informal group but it's the most used form of collaboration mm-hmm. and so the downside of facebook is that there'll be a great conversation back and forth but then it goes down the feed and the search function is not great and people don't really think about searching the facebook group for, for sure previous uh discussion topics and then it's not well organized so i was at a innovation training week-long training session and so we're, t- we're um, charged with coming up with a problem statement. Mm-hmm. And so my problem statement with, was that the Air Force contracting professionals don't have a good platform to discuss ideas and share information across the community. So I had an idea of a potential solution, and that is a discourse forum. So mm-hmm. I'm in the different programming languages that I've learned, I've seen a few of these. And to me they're well organized and like it creates a good body of knowledge that if you have a question you can go search the forum first and then oftentimes the answer is already there and that it kind of leads you to searching the forum because even when you first ask a question it's searching the forum to present possible solutions to you gotcha so we decided we're gonna i showed it to the team and we looked at it and we decided to at least give it a shot so we have launched it, and so far it's going pretty well. There's probably between 200 and 800 page views per day, really? and then we're up. We're up to I think 80, about 80 users. Wow. And how how long did it take for like the build out of that? The you mean to create it? Yeah. 30 minutes. Well, 30 <laughs> minutes initially, because I, I it's all commercial off the shelf. You just have yeah. to answer questions and Mm -hmm. the thing i love about it is it is completely built to make it easy for you to set up and then it actually coaches the system coaches you on how to get users so if you only have two posts it says 
hey, you still need to put three posts in here, and then you also need to have uh, like at least 30 messages before you send this out to a larger audience. So it coaches gotcha. you through the, the build-up process. Almost like the change management aspect. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it gives you all kinds of tips on how to actually get this thing going and not just out and deployed, but actually used. So, That's super cool. Yeah, so let me see. Oh, the hardest challenge was I thought was going to be, well, first of all, getting it on its own URL. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was going to be hard, but I actually did it on the train in about 10 minutes. <laughs> so not that hard. <laughs> not, not particularly hard. And then I was worried that it, it wouldn't be accessible on the Air Force network. Mm-hmm. But I submitted it to be categorized mm-hmm. by Symantec, and now it's on there. So I did, I, we didn't really run into any major issues from, the, from a deployment, like technic, technical perspective. That's awesome. And the I mean, cost, that, and the cost yeah. is twelve hundred bucks a year. Wow, which seems to me very inexpensive if it's if we can get it wide widely used. Well, yeah, I mean for for any team larger than you know even like twenty or fifty people, it's super valuable. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, do you mind putting up a link to that and maybe like a little walkthrough for anybody that that sure. is, is still listening to the podcast that might find that <laughs> yeah. useful? Sure, I'll put it out there. So I just looked. We have over the last month there were seven and a half thousand page views. Wow! So not too bad. That's really good, actually. For pretty, and it ended up pretty new. It, yeah, it's pretty new, and it somehow it's it's interesting to see who ends up in it because hmm. we per, I purposely made it so it's not locked down, so pretty much anyone can get into it. But it's yeah. kind of like the community will have to police itself. And obviously you can't post FOUO, but I, the people that are in here are, there's some of, some people that are like big into the acquisitions innovation community and, Mm -hmm. uh, I follow them on Twitter or or they're, they're kind of like thought leaders and they're in here. Interesting. Which is really interesting. That's a really good sign. I think that was, Trevor was really helping me out, pushing this into different areas that, uh, maybe I didn't know about or didn't have access to that's awesome yeah so do you want to talk about how that ties into some of the other things that you have going on some of the other you know thought streams if you will of, yes uh, of well so happening? the the so the other exciting thing i have going on is this air force well jbmdl pitch day so have i talked to you about this or mentioned it to you, you? send me the link and uh i if if you feel comfortable, we can throw that in the show notes too because it's, okay. it's, it's a really yeah. cool idea. So the idea here, and it's based modeled after the Air Force pitch day. So the Air Force did it in December through March, and the idea was that companies would submit problem statements, and then the Air Force evaluation team would review those. Or sorry, the Air Force would post problem statements, and then companies would submit a white paper and a pitch deck. The Air Force would review those, and then they bring the companies in to pitch them. And the Air Force one was at Times Square. Mm-hmm. And then the deal was, if your pitch was accepted, then you went next door and signed a contract and got your initial payment via a credit card swipe. Wow. So, like, you you have been in Air Force acquisitions, or you know right. contracting. That's a way different way of doing things than we usually do it. 
I mean, I, I think when you're not used to government contracting, that doesn't sound like earth shattering. But if, if you've been involved in the process, you know, even just a few years ago in terms of payment times and how long it would take for a contract award, and you a lot of times you're looking at months, really. Months or years. Yeah. So yeah. one of the great lines that came out of the Air Force pitch day was some startup owner or founder said he got his payment within like seven minutes. And so he made a joke that this is faster than getting a beer in New York City. Interesting. So, okay, so the Air That's Force the first did time that. anyone's ever said that about government co- <laughs> I know, I know, acquisition exactly. for sure. Yeah. So... <laughs> I saw this and I was thinking, this is really cool. I wonder how they did it. And I didn't, I should have started trying to track down who was in charge of it, but I didn't put a whole lot of effort into that. And so then I was at this Air Force contracting uh, training conference and I was talking to uh, one of the officers up at the Pentagon. I was asking her like, hey, who, who ran this or how did they all, how'd y'all do this? She goes, oh, I was I was responsible for that. I planned everything, and I I was like one of the main people who did it. <laughs> so That's that was amazing. lucky. Yeah. And so then she, she was explaining to me how it worked, and she goes, well, you can't use exactly how we did it, but here's a different approach that I think you can use at your base. So mm-hmm. then I was then I couldn't stop thinking about it because awesome. the idea that. I can go to a wing commander or a squadron commander and say, I don't need you to tell me exactly what you need. Just give me what your main problems are and then we'll see what industry industry can bring is like a completely different way of doing it and I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you think about probably how many iterations you'd normally go through to be like, okay, we'll try to solve this part of the problem this year. Like I think we have the funds to solve like this tiny little sliver of the problem this year and you know, you just keep chugging away and the problem might be completely different by the time you get to any sort right. of solution and i think the hard part is our airmen are busy getting the job done and so they don't have time to go out and figure out what's available in the marketplace mm-hmm. i think we're going to try to change that but that's just a problem that we've had and then even when they did they would come to contracting and say hey i want to purchase this system and then contracting would say write out the salient characteristics or the key requirements of this thing and then we're going to post it out there and that'll come back in 60 days and then we'll go through this evaluation process and we probably aren't going to get arrive at the piece of equipment or system that you originally wanted whereas in this process they i think eventually it will work where i want the the airmen who have our maintenance airmen go to a trade show that's related to logistics or maintenance and they have a card with the link to this mm-hmm. and they're just handing it out to people who have interesting commercial solutions at this trade show and then we're out there we, there's a path to getting to these interesting solutions mm-hmm. that's awesome that uh, i mean it's such a good way to actually solve problems <laughs> you know when you really think about like matching up a process for getting things done that's much closer to how it actually should be yeah so this so the other thing that has been fun with this is the we're trying we have these innovation funds and we're trying to make sure that we spend them by a certain time otherwise Mm -hmm. you'll lose them and so i we have them available and i wanted them to i wanted to use them or make 
give the option for wing commanders to use them as part of this process, but we had to get to the pitch day very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I had never even heard of, we're using this process called commercial solutions opening, and it's just a certain type of request for proposal. Yeah. But I had never even heard of a CSO before the first week in April, and then we had a CSO posted on the 18th of April. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's impressive. So it was a lot of, we me like I have a great team working it, and so we did mm-hmm. a lot of research quickly. And just and we had help from that uh, Sarah Lark, who's up at the Pentagon, who did the Air Force pitch day. She gave a lot of assistance, but we decided that we I didn't want to sit around and kind of ponder it and plan it for the next six months, waiting yeah. for the next fiscal year. Mm-hmm. So I figured we'd just give it a shot, and we'll it may not grow perfectly, but we'll just collect lessons learned, and that. The lessons learned will be more valuable than us sitting around pondering how we can make it better That's awesome. without actually having done it. So you, did you get all the, the problem statements completed between the first and the, you said the 18th? <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, a couple, so we had to go, there's four wing. well, there's four wings that are participating. And so I got three of the wings by the 18th and then another wing was a couple days later, but we not just in my wing, but there's four other wings. So other four other large organizations also provided problem statements that we added in there. I feel like most people may not understand how significant and impressive that is, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty blown away that you could pull that off in, it's, in two and a half weeks. It's kind of like four two to 3,000 person organizations. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so we're excited. The proposals came in on the 17th of May, and we got 70 in. Mm. And we're wrapping up evalu- We wrapped up evaluations last week, and now we're making the final decision on who we're going to invite. So invite should go out by the end of the May, by the end of May, and then the actual events on the 10th of June. Wow, that's cool. I mean that that is such a fast turnaround for <laughs> you know probably some pretty big solutions, right? There's some interesting stuff in there. Yeah. That's cool. We, we'll have to actually not wait six and a half months to record the next one and, and find out how the how that goes in, what's that, three weeks, two weeks? Yeah, it's in about, is it two? Two weeks. Wow. That's amazing. That's super cool. Yeah, in two weeks. And the other thing that is an interesting challenge that we're still trying to figure out is, so we're in a, a different situation in terms of making decisions on what to purchase. And so... Our commanders or wing commanders are almost having at are acting as investors, kind of, mm-hmm. and so they're having to make the call of like, is this a viable company? Is this a viable solution? And they're very smart, but this may be a situation that they're not you they're not uh, used to. Sure. So we're trying to put together kind of a cheat sheet of here are the good questions to ask to these companies to kind of ensure that they're not just giving you a bunch of fluff in their presentation. I like it. That'll be yeah. I, the The downstream of that is what's really interesting. Obviously, it's it's very cool to find a new way to do things, but you know the lessons learned and the actual implementation. I'm I'm very curious to find out more about that. Yeah. The and then next year. So there's other offices that are thinking about doing this, and next year I think we're going to look at doing some video pitches over Mm -hmm. 
multiple locations. So like a Air Force Northeast pitch day where a few of the bases are calling in or logging in with a video chat mm-hmm. and then it's hosted at uh, in New York or just pure video chat. So it's just completely hosted on That's cool. one of these video conference systems. And the purpose of that is just to pull pull in more resources and pull in more ideas. Yeah. So, you, well, you pull in more funding because yeah. you are going to bring additional bases. But the one problem for we're lucky that we're close to New York City or Newark. Mm-hmm. But if you're in like a small town, ta- a small town in Oklahoma or New Mexico, then how do you access these innovative companies that aren't maybe interested in flying out to? some small town in Oklahoma to give you a pitch. So that's a challenge that we're trying to work through. And I think just doing it as a video conference may be the solution. That's a cool idea. Man, that would, I mean, that would spread it even more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, totally setting up a a lot of infrastructure for uh, fast changes. Right, yeah, exactly. How does, I mean, how does it feel steering that huge of a ship? In so like a much more agile way. I had one moment of terror. So the this uh, it's called the Procurement Technical Assistance Center. The mm-hmm. director of that organization he, he sits in Newark, and he's helped me out a lot. So he's advertised it to small businesses because his whole job is helping small businesses to do business with the government. Yep. But he's kind of regionally. He's responsible for let's say North. Northern New Jersey. So he's been mm-hmm. advertising to his small businesses. And one time he said, hey, I'm thinking about saying this to all of the other equivalents of me in the entire United <laughs> States. <laughs> and I was thinking, that's great, but I really don't want like 2,000 proposals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That you have to turn I, around that, in less than a month. Yes. Yeah. So that was the only moment where I was thinking that where you're rolling a snowball down the hill and you're like, oh shoot, this is building up and this is getting very large. So yeah. I don't know. As soon as we, the team that I have working on is awesome. So I think we, it's been fun to figure things out and kind of tread or carve a new path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you have the forum you have the innovation. Is there is there any other work stream that's that's going on at the same time? Uh, well, the other actually, now that you mentioned it, the other interesting thing that we have going on is we've rolled out regular telework in my mm. squadron. Really? So we have people that are up to two days a week of regular telework. Interesting. Which is, we're the first we're the first organization probably on the base to roll it out at this scale. Like maybe they had one or two people, mm-hmm. but not a entire organization. As a manager, how do you feel the overall impact is for, for the, the whole team? So far, I think there has, there hasn't been less work accomplished. People yeah. have found that they are less distracted. And so some of the stuff that they previously were, were kind of setting aside are, is now getting done. I think we're still, I'm still figuring out how you communicate to an organization where a lot of them are teleworking because where you could used to be able to maybe walk around yeah. and talk with people. Now it's a little bit more of a challenge or you just have to do it in a different way. And then mm-hmm. also we haven't really figured out a good solution for video, kind of having video all calls, I guess. 
we're still working through all that. But so far, it's there hasn't been any major issues, and the people love it, and most of the managers actually like it as well. I could see that. It in some way, I think some ways, I think it has helped them become better managers because they were forced to say, "Okay, I need to know." what you accomplished for the day instead of just seeing that you're sitting at your desk. Yeah. And also people feel more accountable or they, they want to make sure that this works. So they are very conscious to make sure they get stuff done on their telework days. That's good. That's a good thing to like maintain that, <laughs> maintain that discipline and maintain, right, that, we'll see. maintain that focus to see if that, that doesn't start sliding down. Yeah. I don't know. I think, my thought is that the people who are not producing a whole lot are probably not producing a whole lot at their desk or at home. But then the people who are producing may be producing more when they're at home because there are fewer distractions. Could be. I mean, I, I know from my own personal experience, it, it really depends on the type of task. You know what yes. I mean? Like like if, if I'm working from home and I have a, a task that requires a longer than, you know, longer than a lengthy email in terms of, you know, how much time I need to focus on it. It's always much better to do that from home. You know, right, it's exactly like building right. some big data sheet or, you know, going through a, a, a large document. It's so much easier at home. But I, I do think if you have like this laundry list of tasks, sometimes it, it's easier in the office to, to knock those things out one after the other. Right. And, so. if, and there's certain periods where you, it's easier to go talk to someone. But then at the same time, you going and talking to that person is exactly why you cannot complete those other tasks exactly. when you're at work yep. and you need to be at home. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's, yeah, yeah. Our our team is <clears throat> very service based um, and and tied to being responsive to to the teams that we work with. So yeah, we, we kind of work through uh, what makes sense for how much remote work we can handle but it's still it's pretty limited on our team just because we we really want you know like our value is being able to respond quickly to to requests from our team how do you get the requests in i mean either email or phone call a lot of it is still phone call where somebody from you know somewhere in the u.s is calling in from the field that that needs something turned around quickly how i'm just curious how if it's phone call or email, couldn't those both be forwarded to your home? So what's yes. the what's the limitation? I you know some of it is the, my team not wanting to be that available from their home or from their cell okay. phone. Um, yeah, which I, I totally understand. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of you know wanting to keep status quo for from the team's perspective for sure because I I have raised that before and you know, figured out exactly how we can get everything forwarded very easily, even through our computers. Um, oh, right. We can do some of that. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's some resistance just from the team itself for doing that. Yeah. I, I feel there was no internal resistance. In fact, all the man, well, there's a couple of people who are hesitant, but in general, people just jumped right in. And so far it has gone fairly well. And I'm sure that's a, a little bit because of the geography too. I'm, I'd, I'd be curious to know what your average commute times are for the, mm. for the people on your teams. Because I like, for me, I love remote work because my, my commutes anywhere from like 38 to 55 minutes, which 
is is pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for if I lived out by you, thirty eight minutes would probably be at the low side. So I, right. I would be curious to know what your average commute times are for for your office in general. Yeah, I think there's probably it's probably thirty five to an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say on my team, like the average is probably like twenty at the highest side. Like I would actually probably uh, okay. guess it's more like eighteen. Got ya. Yeah. Okay. So All right. curious to know. So so what have you been working on? So one of the main projects I've been I've been working on this spring um, is building out an app for the nonprofit that I work with, mm-hmm. and so it's a it's a video based app where people can record a video themselves and then combine music and text and pictures all into a single formatted video. And this is for Morning Story. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so a user can can record a video of themselves. They can put on family pictures. They can put in some captions about their life or things that are important for them to say. Um, and then it, it automatically edits all that together. Okay. And so, so how actually, did you go about this? I'm really interested. So I found this app. It's called Magisto, M-A-G-I-S-T-O. It's actually one of my favorite products of going into 2019 okay and it's expensive i think it's like either 28 or or 38 a month for like unlimited Mm -hmm. use but it's it's insane like it's really insane in terms of like how well i mean it's like professionally editing within 30 seconds so you can just like throw five videos together five photos or 10 photos pick your favorite music pick how long you want the video to run and then it it edits it you know, in, I think there's like 25 or 30 different styles of editing that it'll do automatically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have this amazing video in such a little amount of time compared to how long it usually takes to edit a video. Yeah. And so I, I found this and I was like, oh, wow, this would be amazing for Morning Story. And so I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like, okay, who are their developers? Who do they work with? It's an Israeli company that okay. also has locations in the U.S. and in India. And their um, production team is actually in India. And mm-hmm. so I started working through their their third party and being like, hey, can you guys build a third party version of this app? And, you know, figuring out what our requirements look like, building out a, a full document and, you know, project plan. And I yeah. mean, in terms of a full scale, automatically edited app, it is amazing. Like, how much would you guess a full scale app like that would cost? <laughs> I, I would... I would say anywhere between two hundred thousand and two million. Right. So I mean, I think you could you could probably find somebody to code it for you in the U.S. for like eighty k. Okay. Like somebody who's done it before, who has a lot of the 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 basic framework behind it. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the when I went down the path of building an app for Morning Story a couple of years ago, it was there was somebody that said they could do it for sixty k, but I didn't necessarily believe that they actually had the the expertise to do it. Yeah. Um. And this for the for the iOS version is going to be under 10k. And wow, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> like, like when I found, like when I went down the rabbit hole and got a quote, I was like, oh wow, this is actually this is feasible within our within our budget. And I, I mean, it's it's really cool. I'll uh, uh, I'll I'll send you the video, and I I think I, I'll be able to link up the the demo version to everybody. But yeah, it's I mean, it's super cool just in terms of how how much more available you know our product is going to be for for anybody 
Wow. So they must have just, that must have been the cost to rebrand it. It's not though, because they they actually like they're every week they send me what the on on Basecamp they'll send me what they've been working on the number of hours they've been spending, and then like if anything has changed during that week. So like there's okay. there's a programmer who has probably been point I don't know point six FTEs this whole year so far really like the last four four and a half five months um, yeah just working on this app. And then, so you, how, what's the contract look like? So you have a, it's, let's say under 10,000, but is it to produce the app or did you buy a certain number of hours and they tell, told you that they think they can finish in these number of hours or what, like, how'd you actually buy it? Um, so it's, it's, there's a total price for delivery of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we've had a couple of what you would call like change orders where I've, I wanted to add additional um, like we've gone through and like clarified what the milestone would be, and I've I've wanted it to be something that's a little bit different than what we what they had imagined originally. Yeah. And so you know within that we just negotiated how many extra hours that's going to be, and have added that to the overall budget. But okay. we have like specific milestones each month month that we hit, or you know a, a couple of them have run over a month. Um, they've been trying to hit a month for each milestone yeah. in terms of what this actual delivery looks like. And, so, uh, yeah. so they have there's you have an app in your hand that is a partial product of what the final thing is going to look like. Um, I have done some testing on it, yeah. Um, okay. But I don't have like a final version. Like it, it's it's a working prototype at this point. But yeah, I don't right. have I don't have like a version that I can share with you. But but you've seen a working prototype. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I feel like that's I amazing. Know, I don't know. I mean, I when they quoted me, I was like, I'm very skeptical that this is a hundred percent legit. But they they're just this third party company that does a lot of the coding for this Magisto. Um, okay. And I would I would highly recommend Dude, everybody. That's so smart. Everybody, yeah, I know it's so smart. Um, and yeah, so I mean, we're gonna have a uh, we should have full delivery by I think it's like June fifteenth is the final milestone. Oh wow. Nice. That's so like awesome. Six, less than six months from, from start to finish for, for the iOS version. And then um, they're like, depending on availability, we may be able to build out the Android version the next two months after that as well. Wow. So Do you do you know if the video processing, are you going to have to have some host some server or have some sort of continuing cost? There will be some continuing costs, and it, it's related to... Um, just what we have like the files that we have on it so i mean like our our music and logos and we're gonna have a couple training videos on there too okay. but in terms of um maintenance it's pretty minimal actually do, so do you know if the videos are processed on the phone or, or in the cloud to combine everything that's a good question i actually don't know i don't know the the background technical aspect of that that's hmm, a good question though yeah, because I have a feeling it's on the user's phone. That's a lot of processing on the phone, but phones are fast no- yeah. nowadays. But yeah, yeah, I can't imagine it's actually over the cloud because that's so much information, and I, and I know yeah. all the all the automation that they use pr- m- tries to bring down the the burden on the app as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Wow, so. that's that's exciting. Yeah. 
no, it's it's been fun. I mean, it. <laughs> I was so shocked because, like I said, three years ago, I went down the path of building out this app, and I'm like, for a crappy version, it's going to be about seventy-five or eighty thousand dollars to have somebody in the U.S. build it. And now I'm like looking at by far even better than I would imagine, just in terms of like the automatic editing. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You really do need to check it out. It's it's such a cool app. I. I'm, I had it for a couple months, and I, I basically burned through all my pictures and videos that I would want to load into, like, an actual, like, slideshow. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I'm canceled now, but, I mean, even for $30 a month, I was like, this is so worth it, like, to use it for a month and do all of your videos. It's yeah. such a sweet deal. What's the – so once your, your app is out, will people pay for it, or how will, how will that work? Yeah, it's a, it's a paid-for app. I think it's going to be nine ninety nine for okay. like a lifetime use of it. So you'll be able to yeah. to purchase it once and re-record your your morning story whenever you want to. Got you. Huh. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I'm excited. I'll uh, I'll send you the. Uh, I think I might have sent you the mock-up demo, but I'll I'll send you if we go into beta in early early June. I'll I'll send you a link. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I have to actually keep my old iPhone because I switched over to a Pixel 3. And I was like, oh. I noticed that. I was like, oh, crap, it's going to be hard for me to test my app out on iPhone if I no longer have an iPhone. Yeah, I noticed you switched to the Pixel 3 because my iMessage blue became ugly green. I know. That is, that's, <laughs> that's one of the, uh, it's probably been the toughest part. It's been, it's been tough to overcome for it within the family. Yeah, you, you know, every, I, I, if the, everyone else is on iPhone, they got the one Android person ruining the text, the group text. <laughs> it is totally true, but I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm very happy with the choice. Yeah, interesting. Okay, that's pretty sweet. So, one topic I did want to hit is you know keys for carving out time. You know, I feel like for us, it's it's top of mind a lot of time. Like for me. Things like things like our podcast. If I'm not if I'm not thinking about that and like kind of framing what's going on in my life, it just doesn't necessarily pop into my head. Which I I will say is one of my summer goals to uh, avoid that going behind behind the cloud of things to do. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's sometimes for me it's tough because once I get on some project, then think like the things I probably should be doing, like exercise and all this other stuff, kind of falls to the mm-hmm. wayside. So that's a challenge for me to make sure I continue doing these other things yep. that are important. Yeah, it is really hard to stay balanced. I, I totally agree. I uh, We had some turnover on my team, and so my role kind of changed back in November, and I feel like I haven't really caught my breath since then. Um, and mostly, to your point, just like not not being super balanced in what I'm spending all my time. Yeah. I'm glad yours is more fun though. That's that's like that's like a very valid fun excuse to be like I'm I'm changing changing the world really. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm changing the world, but I am excited about it. And I yeah. think I think there's a lot of potential. So yeah. that's super cool. Well, keep us keep us in the loop on that. Um, did you do you have any other keys to like how do you how do you stay balanced in terms of time wise? Like how do you do you have any specific tools for managing your time? I don't have any good ones right now. I I think I've been I think I've been very poor at it over the last 
two months and that is or even longer I'm, so i'm trying to find good excuses for why it's been six months but i know I there's I not there's, really any good i don't good think ones. there's anything in there i think the truth is we've been very poor about it and that's why we don't have a podcast out that's a good lesson learned <laughs> great <laughs> lesson learned. so i already went through one of my cool products for the year magista which will I'll, I'll link that in in our, our show notes as well um do you we did that a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, just products for the year, pro- our favorite products. Um, it wasn't a very popular podcast, I'll say, but it was one of my favorites and has stuck with me in terms of, you know, looking at uh, new things every year, but just thinking yeah. about thinking about products. So the one that I have is this thing called Spark Post or mm-hmm. just Spark, Adobe Spark. Yeah. So I found it because... So uh, when I first created this Air Force contracting form, it was just the bland, no icon or no logo. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I, I wanted to get a logo together. So Trevor has been messing around with graphic design for a few months now. Yeah. And so he told me to try look on the Spark post. And it's really easy to create an icon or a logo or even a full brochure mm-hmm. it, that in a simple way that looks really good and professional nice. and it's free. So you have to like click, uh, it, they annoy you to try to make you pay for it. But if you just click remove the icon, it will let you remove it. So Interesting. spark post, but it's, uh, it is really good for making some sort of graphic. Well, that's um, how this came up. Cause I, I saw some of the links that you sent me. I was like, wow, that looks really good. Yeah, yeah, really I good, did. super professional. And you said, "Oh, it's just Spark Post." So. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it's if you're if you're creating something, then I think it's a good thing to check out versus trying to draw it and paint. Or even I went to check out what's this? What's the other one? Hold on. There's a an app called Sketch, mm-hmm. which is a app that's like if you're if you know what you're doing, it's probably a better app. Yeah, and I downloaded it, and I started to, and I looked at all these layering and all this stuff, and I said, "No, this is <laughs> this this is I need the eighty percent or ninety percent solution, yep. and this is the ninety nine percent solution that I don't have time to learn at the at the moment." Yep, interesting. Well, that's good. I'm that's gonna smart. check that one out too because that's that, that would be very useful. Yeah, and they for people that post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever they give you the size and the exact size of of what those different platforms so it's easy to make your post or logo or brochure or announcement in the exact size that you need it i I do love infographs i'll be honest (laughs) yeah so my my second product is not really a product but it is uh it's been my favorite recipe at least for the last six months and it's a uh it's a paleo recipe from I think the blog's called like Forty Aprons, and okay. so you you start off and you pan fry chicken thighs like a whole pan of chicken thighs. Yeah. Um, in in just some bacon grease, and then you put it in the the oven in the cast iron for like another ten minutes. Like you just flip it over one side and then put it in the oven, and okay. then then you take it out of the oven, take the chicken thighs out cook some some mushrooms and uh i think onions too uh, and then put the chicken thighs back in and hold on so when you say cook the mushrooms the onions is that in 
butter or bacon grease in a frying pan. So it's in that same pan. So you, you remove the chicken thighs from the pan and then you use yeah. that pan to cook the mushrooms. Okay, so you so you sear the chicken thighs, yep. then put them in the oven to finish them, yep. then take them out and then put the mushrooms and onions in that same pan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So super, honestly, it's a super easy recipe, but it is so, I mean, like, I don't say like restaurant quality about anything that I cook other than burgers and steak, but it it's legit restaurant quality. What so. additional seasoning do you put on it? Ooh, there, there's actually a lot of seasoning. That's that's probably the biggest thing to get the the skin really crispy. It's a, a okay. whole. It's like a full Italian seasoning, Got um, with All salt right. and pepper. But yeah, it's really nice and crispy. But I'll so I'll, gonna... I'll I'll post the recipe as well if you guys are are interested. Again, what's not... the se- oh, go ahead. What's the secret to getting the skin crispy? You just gotta leave them face down until until they separate it i think is the key i think that's what the okay. blog actually says like don't don't lift them too soon yeah yeah okay yeah. and then you only flip them over once so the skins are skins are facing up in the oven and then you take them out and they, okay. stay, they stay up on the plate so yeah 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 but yeah I don't, I don't cook with chicken thighs that much but man this recipe is it blows my oh. mind oh yeah yeah plus with the skin on so is it are they boneless with skin on or is it uh thighs with the bone in it boneless with skin on okay yeah yeah they're super good and then do you have another product i don't know if you're i think those i don't have another product okay. for this one my only other one it's it's kind of lame but i it's a a newer board game called five second rule okay and it's like one of the only two person board games that i i fully endorse so check it out it's like each card you're you're trying to get um somebody quizzes you and you're trying to get all like multiple clues out within five seconds i think you're trying to name okay. f- three things from a list within five seconds Gaia. Yeah. okay so i like it because it's quick hitting it's like awesome with two people um and it's it's kind of like one of those games that's like keeps you mentally sharp um which i know especially for me with two small children i need as much much practice as i possibly can to keep yeah keep my five mind active rule. yeah so five second okay. rule nice and it's a board game is how big is it oh it's like a small it's just box like a bunch of car- yeah okay, it's just a it. bunch of cards and a timer so check it out um the last thing i wanted to hit i know we're kind of jumping around but i think uh i'm think i'm digging it any summer goals before we sign off so my goal is to get back into lifting and working out so nice. that's my main goal nice i, I only have two I want to complete a, a 60 mile bike ride this summer and then, okay. and then I want to master a mojito recipe. Oh, I, I, I had my first summer attempt yesterday and it was, it was disappointing to say the least. So it went way up on the board of, of things to master. Nana went to, she went to Cuba recently mm-hmm. and she took a class on how to make a mojito. Oh my goodness. And they didn't, they didn't use mint leaves they use some other i don't i can't remember what the other thing was called that's so funny. but some other similar leaf that's so funny that you mentioned that i literally just saw that it's called yerba buena yes that's exactly what it is yeah. <laughs> so i was just looking through recipes and it was like the the most helpful comment was somebody that said keep in mind that you know not all varieties of mint work very well oh so, yeah yeah so yeah, Yerba Buena. Maybe that's the ticket. Yeah, 
so we couldn't find any around here i was gonna say i need to i need to source that i might just need to buy a whole plant of it yeah which makes me sound like an alcoholic but it's not i'm just trying to master a drink everybody (laughs) well that's awesome well i'm excited to hear more um about your innovation day what do you what is it called again sorry we're calling it pitch day pitch day yeah. That's awesome. As as a big fan of the show Silicon Valley, uh, I'm I'm excited to know how it how it compares to uh their pitch day. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that's all that I got. I, I appreciate you you jumping on. I'm glad we're we're getting back in line. Let's uh let's keep it fewer than six months. I think that's a good goal for the summer I think as well. Maybe that's our maybe that's our our last summer goal here to Probably like once a month at least is a good is reasonable. I think monthly is pretty good. Yeah, I know, I know the right. viewer, viewers would like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm Frank Boyce, and this is Axel Clark. Go out there, enjoy the summer, everyone.